Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Arrow Slingers. Here we are, coming from Coral Cove. This is where we have relocated to the new studio. It is in my garage. I've gone with uh, looks rather than sound, so the quality of the audio may have dropped off a little bit from what we were producing, but well, the, the looks might not even be that good yet, but we're gonna get there. We're slowly gonna work on it. Um, you'll see I've got I've got a pool table in here, so that's crazy for us to have a pool table. We're not pool supporters here at Arrow Slingers, but we do what we gotta do. Uh, initially I had dartboard, 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 three dartboards, but I thought um, I'll move away from that idea. I've got my TV there to connect to the laptop for when I'm playing online games or any sort of training, or it is an old shitty TV so I can put up some sport through my HDMI to my laptop if I want but um yeah so a bit all happening at once but I decided to go with just the one board um you can see it there you should be able to see that the surround is fantastic it's shot band at Duro it is by far the best dartboard on the market I don't get anything from saying that from shop I have never spoken to anyone from shop it's just purely that this is the best dartboard I've used this is my second one uh, I bought another one probably six to eight months ago. It's copped an absolute flogging, but it is still in immaculate condition. And if you are a heavy dartboard user, I'm just gonna stand a bit closer, even though I'm gonna block it, I'll set it up properly next time. If you're a heavy dartboard user, throwing a lot of darts and you're gonna rotate properly, then the Shot Bandit Duro is by far the best dartboard you can get. In my opinion, particularly for the dollar value, uh, over here in Australia, if you want to win more Blade 6, you're looking at uh, most of them normally around the $230, $240 mark. And you can get them on sale for about $200 sometimes. Uh, with this new setup, you probably can't see my face very well, but that doesn't matter. I don't really care about that. Uh, yeah, but the Shot Bandit Duro, you're looking at $140, I think I paid for this. And I think I paid $200 for this surround, which is... It's pretty, it's pretty bloody good looking. The kids love it. Mrs. didn't really like it, but I absolutely love it. Let me bring it up a little bit closer. I'll take these off now. Um, just to show you, and it's just, it's sensational. Looks amazing in my opinion. And the board itself, immaculate. Um, I've been using it. For quite a while now since I moved in a couple of weeks, that was the 20 segment, yep, there. Um, quite a lot of use, quite a few first to eight games and nothing really. Um, and now I'm onto the new segment, I've done one rotation. Even though I said I rotate pretty much daily, I haven't done that. Let's move it this way. And so, yeah. Shot Bandit Duro, I have a Unicorn Eclipse HD, uh, the Winmore Blade 5. It did be well, but it's it's now going to get re relocated to a new home. And yeah, so Shot Bandit Duro, I've got two. I've got a Unicorn Eclipse. I'll rotate through them all, probably one full rotation, then the next one. That's just how I'm planning on doing it. Uh, I've got this table here. I like, it's just a table. It normally sits right under the TV. Put my laptop there. I can either Bluetooth to it or just walk up and key in the score there. It's got all my darts on it. You can see them there. Looking fantastic. 
And yeah, so my setup, it's going to continue to move on. We're going to see it get painted. We're going to see the Oki get built up properly. That's their board rotation. I've got the 180 Illumina. Uh, it'll probably blind you, but it's pretty good because the lighting in here is pretty bad. The phone does its job and shows you the light pretty well. But if I turn that on and it may focus itself to be a little bit better, probably not. But yeah, it's definitely not that bad when you're standing back. It's pretty good light. Not like you would want perfectly. Um, you can never really recreate perfect natural light, but there's not a lot of electrical work I can do in here. So that's what I've gone with. But as I said, my phone is amazing and it does a good job in producing the light. So let's get into the episode, episode 53. I did have a little bit about our studio. I just rambled on for quite a bit there. I'm gonna stand back here now and I probably will look at my notes a fair bit, but anyway. Um, so now there's no excuses for us to get right back into recording all the time, being more consistent for us, getting back onto the YouTube videos and having some fun because that's what darts is about and that's why I love, that's why I love playing darts for the improvement side of things, but also it's just great fun. Conversing with other dart players, talking darts, throwing darts, it's all just, it's, it's really fun. It's a great environment for everyone, everyone involved. All right, players' championships done and dusted. I set up this episode a while ago. I'm still moving houses, so it's taken a little while. A Dataman header and Simon Whitlock didn't go too well in that, but it is what it is. Uh, header, I think he might be getting a little bit of the big stage nerves. He's been tipped to do really well. He was seeded number one at that event. Uh, he had the World Cup win, and everyone said he's got to do what Johnny Clayton did now and go on a win, 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 win. So I think the World Cup would have helped, but he still needs that big individual title. He had a good, really good run at the UK Open this year, but other than that, he hasn't done too well anywhere else. So he'll be he'll be looking for a good Worlds for sure. Uh, he played the, played well there last year, and unfortunately ran into a rampant Peter Wright. Probably what was it, uh, round three. And had him against the ropes. He was 2-0 up until uh, Peter Wright grabbed those gold straight barrel darts that he throws the best darts you've ever seen in the world with and ran away with it. He doesn't get those darts out anymore, which is pretty strange. Um, MVG is the Players, champion, players Championship winner. It's probably technically called the Players' Champion, but he is the Players' Championship winner. For 2022, and he's just capping off another fantastic year. I think I did a look at the stats. If he wins the Worlds, he could probably put it up there with 2017 as his best ever year. It all depends where what year you class the Worlds in. Technically, 2017, he won the Worlds. He won the World Championship in 2017, which is the start of the year. But a lot of people like to say it's the end of the year tournament, so... You cap off your year by winning the Worlds at the end, even though, so for 2022, to cap off his year, he's got to win the 2023 World Championships. So I don't, 2018, Rob Cross won it at the end of the year. If he had a won it that year, he won, oh, I think he won most of the majors bar one. So if he wins the Worlds, he's look. it's looking like a pretty bloody dominant year. Uh, I would say he probably would put it up there with his best ever year mainly because the competition at the moment is so hot. Back in the day, from probably 2000 and we'll go 16, 15, 16, right through to 2019, 
it was really just Gaz. Some others might turn up. Rob Cross came out of nowhere to win a Worlds. Uh, everyone was expecting Michael Smith to come along and win it, but he was not, never really doing it. And until the emergence of oh, Peter Wright was right up there as well, but it was normally just Gary Anderson. Could Gary beat him? But yeah, so right up until then, to 2020, Gezi came along and started dominating. Now Johnny Clayton's a superstar. Joe Cullen's won a major. Michael Smith's won a major. Uh, Luke Humphreys has come along. So there's a lot more competition now for Michael Van Gerwen. So if he was to win the Worlds this year, I think it's his best ever year. But we'll see. There's a long way to go before then. Uh, next, next week, we'll have a really good look at the draw, my predictions, um, some of the, the stats of the tournament that I like to look at, and a deep dive look into the Aussies and the Kiwis, their particular run. We can have a look at the draw and see the big dogs in each section, but we're going to have a deep dive look at all five Aussie and Kiwi boys. It might be six Kiwis, six with the or four Aussies and the Kiwis. Um, yeah, we're going to have a good, good hard look at that next week. And that's going to be the focus all next week is just that because it's only, I think, next Friday for us. Next Thursday night is when Big Greek Ben Rob kicks off the tournament. And yeah, that'll be Friday morning for us. So just over a week's time. So we'll look to get that episode out for you on Wednesday. Pumped. Uh, right, so... John Henderson, Max Hopp, Glenn Durrant have all lost their tour cards. Those three guys are not playing at the Worlds. They're your big names who have lost their tour cards. GJ Mathers has as well, unfortunately, but is probably not the the well-known Europe name in Europe for PDC tour card holders. So those three guys lost theirs with no chance of winning it back at the Worlds. There are quite a few on the brink, but are in the Worlds, so you just hold your breath until they've played to see how they go. Um, Max Hopp was pretty lucky not to lose it last year. We saw what happened with Raymond Smith. If Raymond Smith had won that, Max Hopp's out. I We've said it before. I don't think Ray stays last year after his time over there and um, not really enjoying it as much as he possibly could have. Um, so I don't think Max Hopp would have lost it. But still, all the, nonetheless, pretty lucky to get away with it last year. John Henderson, that was... It was coming... And Glenn Durrant was definitely on his way out. Um, he did an interview recently talking about his struggles and when he noticed, his, even when he was winning Premier League, that Premier League winning year, I think he noticed a flaw in his game and it just spiraled out of control from there. Strange to know, so to see something, feel something, notice something with your throw and not being able to fix it. So interesting. Um, Glenn Durrant will move into commentary. And coaching and World Seniors Tour, he will not go to Q School. I would be very surprised if he does. And the other two boys, John Henderson and Max Hopp, will go to Q School, guaranteed. Um, what was we going on here? Yeah, Gordon Mathers as well. I think he will. I've heard rumors he's coming back to Australia and will have a couple of, year, couple of years or a year to reassess. I know he went tried to go that way to get into the Worlds. It was almost a better bet to come over here and try and win that tournament. Unfortunately, he didn't get it done. Mal Cumming did. I think he lost the final to Mal in that one, and that was the Oceanic, possibly. But yeah, Mal Cumming and Gordon Mathers didn't get through. So there was one more qualifier due for the PDC Tour card holders, but they gave that spot to Fallon Sherrick, 
Um, we could go on for hours about that topic, but um, yeah, I'm I'm happy with the decision they've made. Not to just specifically specifically include Fallon, but if they're going to give the women a major like on their own, like the world match play, the winner of that needs to be included in the world championships. That's pretty simple. And as they have more, the winner of that, the winner of another. If they can get four on the four majors specifically for the women, two of those majors need to include entry into the worlds. Then you're going to have the top two women from the order of merit and the women's world match play and women's, I don't know, Grand Prix if you want to have it or women's Premier League, whatever you want to have. I actually think the women's Premier League is a brilliant idea. Uh, the, the way the women's game is going is absolutely nuts. So I think that's the way to go. They're, be wary of those women this year. They are going to do something special. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, she's definitely earned that spot. She won that tournament. No doubt about it. I know I'm a bit of a... I'm, I'm a fan. You won't see, hear me saying give her everything, but she is a good darts player. They're all good darts players of women's. The three that are coming in are the three best out of the women, but there's there's quite a few not far behind. And with the right amount at their feet, the right amount of opportunities at their feet, they're going going to progress. So long as the women's series hangs around, which I'm pretty sure it will, because it isn't. They're getting the comp the competitive numbers up, and. Yeah, that's a, it's the, so long as they keep that going, it's not expensive to run. They don't have a huge amount of prize money for it. The more they have that, the more they're going to do well. They The exposure the ladies are getting, it's they have it on YouTube and their own PDC channel. So there's, there's not much involved in funding it and having it going that gets them so much exposure. So yeah, fantastic and it will continue. The rest of the tour card holders that missed out, yes, it's unfortunate for GG Mathers. There's a lot of other players that were saying how ridiculously unfair. The PDC don't owe them anything. That one t- chance they have to make it to the Worlds, there's 30 players championship events all year. You've got the UK Open, which they're all invited to. The top 64 go through to the players championship finals. The top 32 on the order of merit go through to the Worlds. Um, the top 16 go through to the match play the top 16 go through to the grand slam i think so there's plenty of opportunities don't just say one opportunity that was given to fallon Cherick. not given to fallon Cherick, given to the women's world match play winner has taken away all that opportunity that's crazy talk okay i think gg will stay over there and go for that um as i said we'll have a deeper look at the aussie boys next week but i did just want to have a quick talk about raymond smith and the big rig ben rob they're both over there at the moment playing at the Motor Super Series, uh, previously known as Online Darts Live League. I have mentioned that on here before about how good that is to watch. And they've had the fantastic opportunity of flying over early to compete in that. Now, the Guru, the, so they've had the three sessions of two. Um, I won't, I'm not going to explain how it all works because it is quite intricate system and setup but basically it's the best of seven there's a few different groups and you finish certain spots in your groups you go through to finals night win finals night you go through to champions week in about 12 weeks time but this is ben rob and raymond smith were put into group a 
along with Danny Van Tripe, I believe, is also playing at the World Championships. Um, the Gurus dominated uh, day one and two in particular. Day two in particular, he was absolutely sensational. Uh, day three was pretty good, pretty solid. He only lost two games out of his 15. They were both to Ben Robb, and they were both only 4-3 losses. His finishing is looking sensational. Even Ben Robb is looking absolutely brilliant. So to have a look at what went down last year for those two guys, uh, Ben Robb's a Kiwi. Their restrictions were super-duper tight all through COVID. Um, I know Australia was really tight, but New Zealand was even tighter. Their international borders was ridiculous. So it was a big risk for him going over there, not knowing what the bloody hell could happen. He went something along the lines of five months without a competitive darts tournament before he played at the Worlds. Raymond Smith we had on this show, he went over there. Um, He had trouble getting past the border security due to COVID tests. And then um, he didn't have a tournament for three months before he went over there. Uh, He definitely had homesickness issues. I don't know if he was planning to even make it that far. It was a matter of get over there and support Kai and see how he went. But then he was over there for a lot longer than he thought he was going to be. I know he was missing home. He's missing his partner. The preparation those two guys now have this year. There has been darts here in Australia. There has been darts in New Zealand. But it has sort of wrapped up maybe a month ago was a lot of it. It has sort of finished. So to go over there and get included in this Motor Super Series stuff is absolutely perfect. The matches are best of seven. The set play for the Worlds is best of five for the sets. It is working absolutely perfectly. Raymond Smith knows how to set up a game of darts. Ben Robb can go on absolute tears and score well. But the fact that they're there playing, they look so assured and so settled on a dartboard. The guys playing at the Super Series, Kieran Tian's played lots. I know one of the other guys, Jerome Mioch, I think his name is is a bit of a, a noob to it as well. But they're gun players and they're invited for a reason and our boys are making them look silly. So Ben Robb's finished second. He'll head through to Group B, which will play probably starting right now, I'd say. He's got Chaz Barstow in that group. And yeah, Raymond Smith has won that group and is through to finals, week, uh, finals night on Saturday. So both doing extremely well. He made the last 16 last year, um, Raymond Smith, and that was off the back of nothing. And as I said, a mid-breakdown on, not breakdown, but on stage definitely started to feel, not feel quite right, missing home, missing his partner. Um, She's over there with him now. This is looking dead set serious as to being a major contender, and it's going to be fantastic. I know we weren't going to harp on about the Aussie boys, but he's looking good, and so is Ben Robb. I think you can almost put it in the bank that his throw, Raymond Smith's throw, is one of the technically best in the world. And I'm pretty sure he'll stay for Q School. So I reckon we're going to have Gordon Mathers. I think Ben Robb's going to stay for Q School. Pretty sure Mal Cummings staying for Q School. So those guys and the way they're playing at the moment, um, it's looking like they're probably a really good shot at getting their cards uh, if they don't, if Raymond Smith doesn't make it, get it at the Worlds, because I'm really tipping a massive run from him. His part of the draw looks pretty good, except for a, one in particular player, MVG. Um, yeah, his look, his draw looks pretty good. All right, this is definitely dragging on longer than I wanted to go. 
But yep, the perfect prep for them. Uh, this year, we're going to try and keep this season, I'm going to say, because it's sort of been about a 12-month span since we started. Might try and keep them a bit shorter, sharper. We're going to go with like maybe 20, 25-minute episodes. Some of them were dragging out to 45-plus last year. As much as I love that, I think it's probably better to keep them to 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. My one or two listeners probably don't hang around for that long, so we'll see how we go. I currently have 20 minutes, so I'm doing all right. Um, I'm going to take these off now. It's just a bit of an idea of how I'm sounding, but we don't know. Um, what I want to do now is go through a bit of my game. So since I was more con- since the time when I was more consistent, I think I was bouncing between group two and three online. So I was getting relegated from group two. I think I won group three twice. Give me a quick drink. You can't see me face from back there, but I don't really care. We'll get the vision right at some stage. So maybe I can stand here and get a look. Yeah, it's actually not a bad spot, but then I would need my notes here. But we'll do, we might do that. I'll continue that from now on. But I then need to move the microphone. So we won't do that right now. I'll turn it around next time. Um, my game, yeah. So I think back then I was averaging around that 55 mark and my high score would be probably somewhere in the 59 to 60 mark would be a good a good night. Um, I definitely hit the highs of 69 and I hit a 65 and a 64. Um, right now, I'm into the grand final of group two. Uh, my lowest standard, so there's the 60 was my high, 55 was around the standard. That's bumped right up now. I'm at about a 60 and um, consistently around that basically all the time. So my top end hasn't gone up how I would like, but my bottom end has. So I'm generally around that mark. My setup play is what really hurts me. I tend to not be able to set up a shot at all every time I try and set up. I, I cock it up and then leave shit doubles and then I fuck around. It's bad. Um, my scoring's pretty good if I leave 32, 36. Uh, normally all right. Double 10 is getting better, um, but if for some reason tops is absolutely killing me. Um, so what I'll do is last time we were talking, I think I was probably using this dart. That is the shot tribal weapon Koa. Um, I changed from that to this bad boy. So what I'm doing is I'm just making it focus better. These are the shot Drakkar. Um, relatively good dart, but how I'm gripping them lately, um, I've gone back to the shot tribal weapon Koa. And that's holding me in good stead. So what I'll do is I'll throw three foyers. We'll put this on. And we'll see what score I can hit. That is 45. Can you see it on there? Kind of. So, um... Yeah, let's re- let's preview the worlds on Wednesday next week. We'll get in st- stuck into that. Uh, as I said, the Guru is playing on Saturday night at the Motor Super Series, so jump on YouTube and watch that. Just 
type in motors, darts, and it'll pop up. Uh, the big rig, I think, playing right now. I think Group B have two sessions. So he'll be tonight and tomorrow night. Or potentially in the morning. I'm not 100% sure, but we will get back to you on that. And then, yeah, that's what's happening with that. And we're just building towards the world, so I can't wait to get stuck in next week. Have a look at everyone's draw. Who's going to do well? Who's going to do poorly? How some of my favourites are looking? Favourites as in my favourite players, not favourites of the tournament. And who my tip is to win the Worlds. Um, it probably won't be an out-of-the-box selection. I'll definitely have a few Dark Horse tips to go far, but the winner isn't going to come very far from the top three. Um, that's a bit of a tip. I haven't actually decided yet, but that's I'm pretty sure it's coming from one of the top three guys, which is a pretty boring selection, but that's what it is. So, till next week, guys. Dot on.